Welcome to the Flaws of Friendship. If you heard, we are doing a conference with Good Hope Church called Flawless Friendships, where we are going to change the way we think about relationships. But we have a date change. It is actually going to switch to October 22nd and 23rd. If you are in the Culpeper, Fredericksburg, or Spotsylvania area, we would love for you to join us. Tickets are $25 for one person or two for 30 All you have to do is register at goodhopelive.com slash wow21. We hope to see you guys there. Welcome to episode 52, Fishers of Friends. Dot, 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 dot. Drop your nets and come follow us. <laughs> And Jesus. And Jesus. <laughs> oh, where'd you get this idea, Var? From my brain. Mm. Your ideas come from your brain. Mine come from my gut. Yep, I've heard that's where the Holy Spirit hails from. Well, I don't know where he's been in me. You know that verse that says, <laughs> from his innermost being will flow rivers of living water? Well, yeah. I just told my church family yesterday that my waters were stagnant. <laughs> Sometimes they can feel bacteria laden, still waters in my gut. So they slapped me, prayed for me and took me for a ride in the Jeep. I feel much better. Oh, actually, that just (laughs) reminded me that that is what I'm going to be talking about in Arizona. Really? Yes. The flow of your water. Mm. I just popped into my head. Maybe that's why the Lord won't let me go. Great. Told you my waters were stagnant. You tried to tell me they weren't. I know they're not because he is living water and he's in you. And so I think a lot of times what we're thinking is always or not always connected to what we're feeling. Uh So we have to depend on that truth that he is living water. He is in there. When we're feeling stagnant, we just have to get back to that living water source. And so your family got you with some prayer. I think you said they slapped you first. So after they slapped you, they, they slapped me, for set you me right, and took you for a ride in the Jeep. Prayed for me, prayed all that crap off of me, and then put me in the Jeep for a little ride. I hung out the top like a dog all the way around <laughs> my, my neighborhood. That's what freedom looks like. Yeah. <laughs> you look like a dog with your tongue out. Right. <laughs> woof, woof. <laughs> I'm glad you had that. That's important. I'm glad you have people who would love on you and help you yep. set you right. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it takes a village. It does <laughs> to raise you. me. <laughs> me too. <laughs> uh, for all of us, really. Oh. So, yes, this idea came from my brain. And actually, I was just thinking about how last week we were talking while well, we were joking and we took that verse, where you go, I go. And so since we were felt like the Lord was prompting you to stay home from our little trip to Arizona. We said, when you, when you go, I'll stay. Yes. After that verse, it just made me think of no matter what I, we both have to follow him. And so it just prompted me to look up that scripture where he's talking to Simon Peter and his brother Andrew and they are fishing so they are just doing their livelihood I guess probably their grandfather did it their dad did it and now here they are and this is their life this is the legacy of their family and they are fishermen and they are out there and Jesus is like hey follow me drop your nets let's hit the road and so and they do 
They literally drop their whole life. They say goodbye to their family and they follow Jesus. And so I just thought about the first time that we kind of sort of met and did ministry together and how we may have not known that at that moment what was happening, but I feel like it was a pivotal moment where we were at the net of our lives, just everyday lives. We're, you know, chasing the Lord. We're doing our own things separately. And the Lord said, you too. Hey, drop your nets the way you've been doing things and follow me because I have something for you. And so, of course, I just had to tease because he's like, I'll make you fishers of men. And so I'm like, I will make you fishers of friends. <laughs> and I'm like, that's so great. I'm Yeah. So here we are. Just I wanted to talk about being fishers of friends and okay. what you thought about it and what our friends think about it. And just to see what we get out of it. Yeah. It's not anything we thought too much about, but just having a conversation about it. So what do you think? I wish our nets were a little fuller. <laughs> hey, but guess what? They got a little fuller this week. They Tell did. our friends what happened. We had a chart-topping podcast. Listening. Yeah, the we had record numbers last week. We did. I mean, we are the number one Christian friendship podcast in the nation. Yeah, because we're the only one. <laughs> Okay, we're really But not. who cares? We, that makes us number one. We decided to call ourselves that. Yes. Flaws of Friendship, the number one Christian friendship podcast in the nation. Yes. Uh, basically in the world. In the world. Yeah. Not to toot our own horn too much, but toot. anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Thank y'all. I don't know what it was about last week, but if, if somebody was out there sharing it or whatever, we just really appreciate that. Mm-hmm. And it also kind of makes me sad because of all these podcasts that we've been doing, we're talking about going together, havering together. And then the one podcast we talk about not going together, and that seemed to resonate. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, such is, such is the friendship life around here, you know? It sure is. We can't peg this thing for anything. Yeah, we don't know what we're doing. Mm-mm. But we have fun in our podcast studio. We do. So I really like that Fishers of Friends. And I was just kidding. Anytime God calls you to cast your net, you know, don't put it on this side of the boat. Put it on this side of the boat. Mm -hmm. There's such an excitement in the invitation. Mm -hmm. So we have felt the excitement over friendship for years mm -hmm. and have done a lot of things out of friendship. So Fishing for friends is just a neat way to just talk about it. what he's asked us to do for so long. Mm -hmm. Even when we didn't know what he was calling us to, we were still doing it. Yes. So just a work of the spirit and this confirms what we think he's saying to us. And then later he'll put it in terms, you know, we're like, oh my gosh, we did hear him call. Yeah. And we've been doing this for so long. So yeah. this is cool. Yeah, I think so too. Mm-hmm. And I think not only that, I, I see him really seeing where women are right now and really inviting them away to step away from things that they're doing or things that they've done to really, and we've talked about this a couple of podcasts ago, really just stepping into a new season. And it was making me think about how you just quit your job and this is from a series of jobs where it was just that kind of random or regular nine to five job and you were just miserable in it. And finally, God's like, listen, 
I didn't make you for that kind of job. So it's time to be done with that. And there was something that had happened in you. You had to finally agree with what he was saying. And then the net dropped. So there has to be this agreement to drop the net and go because you can't take the net with you. If they couldn't take the net away from the water and follow him, that would have just been caught up in the past. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. It would have been caught up in everything, caught up in people, caught up in things. It would have been a mess. And so, and for me in this season, I know just the Lord is just making me drop that net of a lot of fear, just making me do a lot of things that require me to be bold. And I can't rely on anybody but him. And it's so hard. It's a hard place to be at this net and you have to make this decision to step forward, but it's going to be so worth it if we can just drop these nets. So whether you're in jobs that are just, you're not supposed to be in, whether you're in relationships that you shouldn't be in and this places can look good. I'm not even saying they look bad. Some of those places, they look very familiar. They're comfortable. They're awesome. And the Lord still says, let's go. And so I think we're just in this season where we better get ready to be bold, be listening and be ready to drop the net. Yeah. Well, I'll just kind of share what was happening to me this week. You know, sometimes when he calls you to drop that net and come, it's exciting at first. You know, he didn't actually show up physically by the waters like he did with the disciples. They actually got to walk with the man. Yeah. But when he calls us sometimes, and I thought this was going to look different and go differently. I've been in this place before where I have felt called home and not knowing what I'm supposed to be doing there. This time it was to write. And so now I find myself, I'm what, a month into this maybe or something like that. And it was so exciting in the beginning to say, oh my gosh, the Lord's calling me home and and I'm going to write and this is going to be amazing. And then I go home and I'm like, what am I supposed to be writing and what am I doing? And writing is not making me any money right now. It's not doing anything. That's right. First of all, when you're in this place and he says, drop your net, it can get kind of dark. And that's not necessarily a flag that you're in the wrong place. But sometimes the thinking in our brains, when we look around, we drop our net and we go where he's calling us to go. And it literally does feel like still waters. Mm -hmm. And so I just decided yesterday in our, we have a home church and I was just like, you know what, if I can't share what's going on, like I'm in the middle of a really dark place right now. Mm -hmm. And if I can't share with them in this small circle and have them do something for me church doesn't work Mm -hmm. like I was completely ready when I started talking and spilling my guts I was like if this is not going to work for me today I don't know what church is for Mm -hmm. except that that's not how it went down that's not how it happened and my church completely rallied around me but the point I want to make is I was sitting there saying here's what I see I'm sitting in stagnant waters I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing and all of them went around around the circle unsolicited all I really wanted them to do was just listen Mm -hmm. and they all went around the circle and said Stacy that's not what we see at all Mm -hmm. and they all filled me with such hope because they cast identity over me it's like I dropped my net and they cast one over me Mm -hmm. and they just told me what they saw what I bring to the group 
and all these things where I was saying I'm sitting in stagnant waters and they're like, we see rushing waters here and here and here and here. Mm -hmm. And so when we got done in that place, I was like, oh my gosh, you know, my feelings are not always accurate. Yeah. And so as we're talking about dropping your nets, there's always going to come a point where you're just like, well, I dropped it. And for what? Yeah. For nothing. Yeah. And then we rush back in. We don't give the Lord enough time. And we rush back in to our old ways of doing it. And I think that's why I always feel like I'm coming back to the same point in the circle over and over is because I don't just wait it out, mm -hmm. but I just grab you know, I grabbed the smallest what little was, net that yeah. I can find. What was familiar. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I just wanted to share that when God calls you and tells you <laughs> to follow, sometimes you don't know where you're going. The thing about Jesus that's tricky is there's such excitement and anticipation in that voice. <laughs> and then you get there and then all of a sudden it's like, where'd he go? You know, yeah. I don't oh, yeah. see him anymore. Yeah. And was I wrong before? Yeah. Was I wrong to drop the net and come here? Because this looks like a barren place. At least the other one, I was actually doing something. Yeah. But what's funny with the disciples is they were fishing, but they weren't catching anything. No, <laughs> so, not in that. Well, that's a different story. No. But yeah, in that story, they weren't. Yeah. And here, the, he's like, just go on the other side of the boat. Yeah. I'm sure they're like, what? What? Um. I don't think it's going to change. <laughs> it's not that big of a yeah. boat. <laughs> yeah. The fish can swim under the boat, Jesus. So. Yeah, they're just, yeah. the whole school would probably yeah. be there. And I love that. He does. He literally disrupts the way we're thinking. And he literally brings change to something that often shouldn't be changed. Like how in that split second, they have not caught anything all night long. And here he's like, just do it one more time. And sometimes it's like, he's like, just do it one more time. Just follow me. Come on. Mm -hmm. Do it one more time. One more time. Yeah, one more time. And do it a little differently than you did it last time. And that might be the one that works. Right. But I guess it's in the obedience to hear him say, drop it. Drop it. And I love that. You're either dropping it. in the first story that we we're talking about, like, drop it and follow me. And then you get to this next story where it's like, drop it so you can get a greater catch. Mm -hmm. And so how cool that the net can just represent the stepping into his ways and his callings so that you can receive the greater, yeah. the greater catch. And I think there's greater catches in the way we do friendship and the way we're just doing our lives in general. But thank God, because of friendship, we don't have to do it alone, which is, you know, always a big benefit that we think is pretty amazing that God doesn't always make us walk this stuff out alone. Yeah. And so, well, it's interesting because if I was a fisherman and Jesus had come and said, put your nets down and follow me, then I would think, okay, my career as a fisherman is over, but then they fish again. He just wanted them to do it with him. Yeah. And, you know, it was a whole new way of doing it. You're still going to get to fish, but I'm just changing what you're catching. Exactly. Uh, but he still went out in the boat and still provided practical provision for them. Yeah. Put your net over here this time. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think that's just such a word for us. It's like we don't have to completely drop everything we were doing. It's just sometimes we have to leave it for a little while. 
learn to follow him. Mm-hmm. And then he puts us back in the boat with other people. And he said, now you can do it, but you're going to do it to greater gain. Mm-hmm. And that's our whole message of friendship is that Tabitha and I didn't stop anything that we were good at. Mm-hmm. We just had to get to get in the boat together mm-hmm. after we learned to follow him separately. Mm-hmm. And we're fishing for greater gains. Mm-hmm. And that's what friendship does. Mm-hmm. It's a multiplier. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just, I don't know, it's just exciting. So, yeah, I feel like we're rambling, but not really. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're just making some stuff up. In no. here. <laughs> but it is such an important topic, I think, and yeah. just a different way to look at it. And so with your friendships, you know, just even if God calls you to step away, and this is something that we've talked about several times is there will be friendships. He asks you to completely put down and walk away mm-hmm. from, mm-hmm. and then there's the ones where our hearts are so geared towards those is that there may be a season where you have to put them down. And then he turns around, he does the healing in you, which is so much a part of our story. And then he turns you back to each other and says, now get in the boat. Mm -hmm. Now put your net down. You have a bigger one. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then obedience. Yeah. How, how cool to just receive that blessing Mm -hmm. afterwards. I mean, they said that catch was so big. Their boat was sinking. Can you imagine just in our friendships if we're just doing them in such a way where we're serving one another and serving the Lord and the blessing from it on our lives makes our lives sink with God's goodness. Yeah. Like, do you want your life to sink under the weight of God's goodness? Yes, I do. And if friendship has a way of doing that, then I want it. And we want you to have it. And so... It's really special. Mm -hmm. There are two types of friend we want to talk to today. The first one is the one that may have been hurt. Your friends, you know, something happened and they hurt you and you stop talking to them or you're like, we need a break. And Stacy and I have been there and we understand this place. We understand the hurt of it, but we also understand the healing that can come from it. And so if you are in this position and there's some friction between you and a friend, I want you to ask yourself, so is this the kind of relationship that God still wants you to have, that it's good for you and he wants you to get back in the boat so that you guys can carry on together, just like Stacy and I, to do the things that he is calling you to. Like I said, to get under that weight of God's goodness over your life because you're doing it together. And so really seek him on that. And then for the second kind of friendship, we have these friends who they are doing life together. But I ask you this, your friendship is going great. You have your bestie by your side, but are you just doing the average everyday friendship kind of life? Just like where the men were fishing in their boat and God called them away from it. Are you living in that everyday kind of normal life? But God is like, follow me. You too were made to do something amazing something for me. You too, follow me. I'm going to make you fishers of something. He's making you fishers of something. And friendship has a way of bringing that multiplication. And so are you willing, are you willing to drop your nets and go after something greater or get back in the boat of friendship because you've been hurt by it, but you're ready to be healed. You're ready to forgive and you're ready to follow him all the same. And so we have those two people and we have those questions and it's up to you guys to answer them. We can't make the decision for you. All we can say is be obedient 
to what you feel, what you hear, and what you see, and know that God is good, and he is faithful to reconcile. He is faithful to bring something that you didn't even see coming, but we're trusting him here at the flaws over our friendship and what he's going to do with it, what he's doing in each of us and what he's doing in others because of it. But we're trusting that God's answer for a lot of things is friendship done his way. And so when we do it, we're going to see the goodness of the Lord fill our houses and our hearts. Mm-hmm. As we talk, I just get more and more, I guess, burdened for the ones who drop their nets and look around and it looks void and it looks like their nets are just completely empty. And so I'll just share with you what the Lord shared with me this morning. It's an odd way to put it, I guess, but actually it started yesterday. I was in TJ Maxx with one of my girls yesterday. And so I was just thumbing through the clothes to see if there was anything I particularly needed as the waters of the Holy Spirit flowed more than my bank account with no job. (laughs) (laughs) And so, you know how you're just shopping and all of a sudden you'll just feel impressed that I am supposed to buy that. This is a good catch. Yeah, this is a good catch. (laughs) This blouse (laughs) is made for me. (laughs) And so I passed by, I'm actually wearing it today just as a prophetic statement because I I wasn't going to ask you about your shirt because it says Joshua Tree. It does. It just caught my eye and I knew it was a U2 album. But I'm not a big YouTube fan. So I'm like, I don't want to wear a YouTube t-shirt. Like, that's weird. But I just felt like I was supposed to buy it. So yeah. it's, it's got Joshua Tree on it. And so I bought it and put that thing on today. And I was just kind of, before I came over to Tabitha's today, this afternoon, I was just at home this morning. And I started looking up Joshua Tree. Something just reminded me about it. And I was looking it up. Probably that t-shirt. Yeah, but I wasn't wearing, I mean, like I wasn't, I didn't even have it on. Like it was, I don't know. So I started looking it up and some of the, the folklore of how it was named. So it's a tree or whatever in the Mojave desert in California. And legend has it that I guess it was the Mormons that were passing through there looking to settle and they named it Joshua tree because it looked like the picture of Joshua holding his hands when he was praying. Mm-hmm. And there's some discrepancy as to how it really got its name, but that is one story. Okay. So I started looking up just what the Joshua tree means, what it does. And it was so interesting and so encouraging. So I will just impart to you this wisdom okay. for points of wisdom that the Lord was teaching me through the Joshua tree today. Okay. And so the first one is that it depends on the perfect conditions to survive. So it's got to be a well-timed rain, a crisp winter freeze is what this article described. And so when you drop your net and you're at home or wherever he's called you, and you know that you're in a season shift, but you're not quite sure, I can get into this momentum and this cycle, I guess, of going, well, I'm at home and I've got all this time now. And so I have to produce this and I have to do this and I have to do this and I have to do this. And I woke up yesterday morning, I think, to this woman in my dream saying, Stacy, relax, <laughs> right before I woke up. That's funny. And I have to remember that how I learned to follow Jesus was out of intimacy. And so I can't keep it going through striving. Mm-hmm. And my... That's uh, not your right conditions. 
No, it's not. And what he has called me to do is perfectly timed. It's well-timed. And I have to listen to his voice and release what I'm supposed to release, but I cannot get into this cycle of striving to prove that I'm supposed to be where I am right now. I'm not having to prove anything to anybody. Mm-hmm. So if you can just remember that, what he's got for you is well-timed, it's in perfect conditions, and if you'll just take a deep breath after you drop that net and just say, okay, Jesus, I'm yours. Relax. Relax. Just relax. And the second thing is that when you feel like you're just kind of going over here and over there and you're everywhere and nothing's ever settled, which we can both attest to that, yeah. you know, we're just everywhere. Yes. But the Joshua tree, it said something really interesting. It said the ones with straight stalks never bloomed, which is why there are no branches. And so if you look at a Joshua tree, it's so unique because all the branches are going all different ways and some are crooked and some are straight. And that's how you know a healthy tree. And that was so good to my soul just to hear that the straight stalked Joshua trees were not the ones that were alive. Mm. And I needed to hear that. So, and then the third one was the Joshua tree provides habitat for numerous birds, mammals, insects, lizards. And they tell the story of survival, resilience, and beauty born through perseverance. Mm -hmm. They are the silhouette that reminds those of us who live here that we are home, is what this article said. The Joshua tree is friendship. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's so beautiful. So even as you think over your life, if you're someone who, you know, the Lord's, you've dropped this net and you've thought you've been following him and you thought, you thought this and you thought that and life's just been going in circles and it's just, you never feel like you're making any headway. If someone else, just like my friends could look at me, if someone else could look at your life and go, that's actually not true at all. You've mm-hmm. been a shelter for this person and you've been living waters for these people Mm -hmm. and how you're looking at your own branches is not how a traveler passing by would see them. Mm -hmm. And so if you can just see your life with all these fruitful branches, just sticking out and all the ways you've persevered and all the ways you've survived and you've taught other people to survive, your life is so much more than some one straight stalked dead tree. Mm -hmm. That's not your life. Mm -hmm. And then the last point, young sprouts may grow quickly in the first five years, but then they slow down considerably after. And I was just thinking, you know, when you first learn to hear the voice of the Lord, you first learn to follow him. Wouldn't you say that those were some of the most vibrant times where you just heard him everywhere? You just saw him everywhere, Mm -hmm. but then it slows down as you mature. Yeah. Which is not the way I want it because I'm getting older, which means my time is getting shorter. Mm -hmm. And I just think, and my kids are growing and I need this thing to work. I need something to work in my life. And that's not the way sometimes that he desires to work. Mm -hmm. And he just showed me in nature, you know, this great lesson of the kingdom, which is that sprouts You know, when they're young, they grow quickly, but as time goes on, they sometimes don't grow and produce visually what they would in those beginning stages. Mm -hmm. 
And it was just a reminder to me. So I guess as we're just talking, I just felt really burdened for those who might feel the call and then go, what in the world am I doing? And just look up that tree and go get you a Joshua Tree shirt. (laughs) (laughs) TJ Maxx. TJ Maxx. (laughs) And put that thing on and sit in it and just know that every branch was purposed for Mm -hmm. something beautiful. So don't be afraid to bring light to those dark places in your soul and in your mind, because the longer they sit in darkness while the enemy's winning, because if he can keep those things hidden, then he's got full reign over them. And I just felt like we dealt a major blow to hell yesterday morning. And, uh, you know, that's why it's so important even to make sure that you're walking with Christian friends, because Mm -hmm. those people who don't know how to do that, they can't help you in those Mm -hmm. times. No amount of encouragement from someone who's not connected to the Lord is going to sustain you. Mm -mm. It just can't last like some words connected to the vine. When they're coming from him. Right. Because they're coming from him. Yeah. And it's just going to be living. It's Mm going to be full. It's going to be living. It's going to be true. And it sticks Mm -hmm. into your heart because the spirit talking to spirit. And that's so special. Yeah. And so as you're out there, becoming a fisher of friends, make sure you have godly ones. Make sure you have one, at least one good one. Hopefully you can surround yourself with more of them and go ahead and grow crazy branches in the name of the Lord. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Hey, you're one of my crazy branches. I sure am. Man, I have some crazy branches, but that's, that's good for me too. We're our own crazy tree. Yeah, we have. Joshua tree. Yeah, we are really special Joshua trees in this podcast (laughs) pod. Yeah, but hopefully when people listen to us and they know they're called to a life like this, they'll recognize it and know their home. Yeah, I love that. Mm -hmm. Will you read that third one again? Because I do think that was just the call to beautiful friendship. Yep. Joshua trees tell the story of survival, resilience, and beauty born through perseverance. They are the silhouette that reminds those of us who live here that we are home. That's so beautiful. Mm -hmm. Well, I'd love to end on that beautiful note, but we have to jump off here because Stacy was sitting in our podcast pod and she said, Tab, I keep on smelling poop. It just keeps on. What'd you say? It keeps coming in waves. It keeps on coming in waves. And she looks down at her shoe and she takes it off and it has... Finally, after an hour, I think, to check my shoe. Yes. So after waves and waves of smelling poop, she... There actually was poop. (laughs) Her shoe. So I'm going to go sit But her accent, guys, she's like, (laughs) and it's coming in waves. I smell, I swear. And I sit by her. So she was smelling poop before I sat by her, just so you guys know. So she's just like, I smell poop. I swear, I smell poop and it just keeps on coming in waves. And I'm like, well, just hearing I'm you thinking, say that. I'm thinking you need that. to clean our podcast pod. Yeah, well, I, I need to clean you. <laughs> so, Which I'm going to let you do. No I'm wonder you're go, in stagnant water. Listen, it's nice weather out there. I'm going to go sit underneath the Joshua Tree branch, even though we're in Virginia. Yeah. And I'm going to watch you cl- scrub my shoe. <laughs> you know what? I will. We already determined a long time ago you were going to be the worker. Yep. I'm the worker, guys. 
She's the rester. <laughs> <laughs> She's the rester, and I'm the worker. I can't help it, Tabitha. It's just the, the Lord has called me to a life of leisure, apparently. He <laughs> <laughs> sure has. Without the leisure. There's no rest in my leisure. There's no rest in your rest? Mm-mm. Well, not when you're smelling like that. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's keeping you up at night. <laughs> what I want to know is, did that poop come from my yard or yours? It's a toss-up. I hope you didn't carry that all the way over here. Oh, my gosh. We need to go check the mats in my car. Here, mm. Hurry. Tell them bye. Okay, guys. Well, you heard it. We have to go check on the waves. <laughs> now we're becoming fishers of poop. <laughs> I don't want to be that. I'd rather be fishers of friends, but until then. Until so, y'all, put your nets in the waters of friendship and see what you catch. The gain is greater. The gain is greater. And if you're supposed to be in that friendship, you both throw that thing back. Well, that's true, too. That's a different podcast for a different day. Yeah. All right. Well, I smell another wave, so we better get off here. (laughs) We love you guys. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye.